Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Do 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 this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy, here we are. Thursday Night Football. Hope you're ready for a slobber knocker tonight between the Jaguars and the Titans. AFC South divisional matchup. Honestly, it should be a snooze fest, but that's why you're here. Yes. So you so you don't sleep, Greg. Right. Yeah, I, I Contrary to the popular listen, belief. Listen, it's not po- number one, it's not popular belief. Number two, you know, this... <laughs> Corey's popular belief. This, this feud's got out of hand. Like, people are telling us to stop. And I think, just put an end to it. We'll put an, all right, so you want to put a little bow on we'll it? put a bow. Oh, it's, it's, it's done. It's over. It's done. Yeah. I mean, I would lobby for us just getting two hours moving forward because people need to win throughout the fantasy playoffs. I get it. I, so it's kind of like the opposite of what Corey's saying. Just, so you know. people want fantasy football information. I've had a lot of people tweeting me. Hashtag stats win chips. And that's what we're here to do. Uh, excited to have Dr. A on the show today as well because we have a lot of injuries to talk about. Unfortunately, the news came out yesterday after our show ended, Greg, about Emmanuel Sanders. He left practice with a torn Achilles. Unfortunately, uh, we'll, we'll find out uh, from Dr. A what, what, what that will mean for his long-term value if you have this guy in Dynasty or a Keeper League, uh, obviously. But, you know, everyone else around the Denver Broncos is going to have to step up now. From Deshaun Hamilton to Cortland Sutton, I wouldn't be surprised if Philip Lindsay gets used even more. So, yeah, dive right in, Greg. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive right in. Like I said, uh, you know, the feud was fun. But... Yeah, it's over. I mean, it's over. Look, whatever. we're here to win chips. We are here to win chips. We, I win chips. We are. The biggest news coming out of yesterday, Emmanuel Sanders, done for the year and, and certainly into next year, unfortunately, as well. He tears his Achilles during practice yesterday. Um, that's... A brutal, brutal loss for the Broncos, who really have been surging as of late. It's a brutal loss for fantasy owners who are going to be without uh, one of the most reliable players that they've had all season long without him going forward. What do you do? Greg, I don't know if we've had this many injury situations pop up within a one-week span of like the fantasy playoffs. When it's crunch time, when you need players oh. most... You got breaking news? I just see the eyes uh, light up. I just I got Deshaun Hamilton on my team. All right. Well, congrats to that, Greg. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, who actually played slot wide receiver in college at Penn State, uh, expected to take over that slot role. You know, I looked into the snap counts from this past week, Greg, and the, and the targets. Deshaun Hamilton was actually on the field most among all Broncos wide receivers, which I find weird because he wasn't targeted a single time in that game. So he's been playing. He's on, on the field. I think they're going to have to lean on him a little bit more. But as I've mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised if Philip Lindsay just gets more of a workload. And Cortland Sutton, I wrote about him. Go check out rotoexperts.com. I got my rankings up, the five players that I'm higher on than the consensus. I have Cortland Sutton inside my top 24 now, Greg. 
and it might be aggressive, but it's a great matchup going up against the San Francisco 49ers. I know he plays on the outside. He might see, see Richard Sherman, but that didn't matter a week ago, and it hasn't mattered over the past month for wide receivers against the 49ers. We saw uh, Seahawks wide receivers put up four touchdowns a week ago against the San Francisco 49ers, and over the past month, the same defense has allowed the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So if you were handcuffing your wide receivers, which I know not a lot of people do, but some people tweeted me last night that they had Sanders. They also had Cortland Sutton. Um, Cortland Sutton, I think, steps into a role where he's a high-end wide receiver three based on the matchup, and this is a very good one. I have him as a low-end wide receiver two. It's interesting. We got a lot of questions yesterday in regards to Cortland Sutton, and most times, more often than not, we went the other direction, right, with with the Jalen Samuels, uh, Justin Jackson, uh, Gus Bus crew. We always went in that direction rather than Emmanuel Sanders, uh, rather than uh, Cortland Sutton, because a lot of these guys are flex flex players because uh, you have your running backs uh, relatively often. if they are a flex player, right? Like if you, if you have Cortland Sutton, you have Gus Bus, you have Jalen Samuels, you have Justin Jackson, you have Jeffrey Wilson, you have all of them. Let's just say you don't, but just for fun, how do you rank them at the flex spot, Frank? So I, I think that's a good question. Obviously, it's going to be format dependent. Uh, whenever it's if it's non PPR, if it's standard, or if it's half PPR, and it's close, typically I'll lean with the running back. Okay, and I've always done that just because they're guaranteed more touches. So as I mentioned. And I, I tweeted this out as a poll before the show from the Fantasy BFFs just to kind of see what everyone else is thinking because a lot of people are asking this question. Hey, rank the three waiver wire running backs for me this week. Justin Jackson, Jalen Samuels, and Jeffrey Wilson. As of right now, I have it ranked Samuels one, Justin Jackson number two, and then Jeffrey Wilson number three. It came out yesterday that Jalen Samuels is going to draw the start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that they were going to switch off drive by drive. The thing is, they say that's going to happen, but what happens if, you know, the first drive, Jalen Samuels performs well? I mean, that's very well, likely because he's going up against the Oakland Raiders. So it's a good match. So here's the thing. I think yeah. over the first two drives, they, it's going to be true. You're going to see Jalen Samuels on the first drive. No, You're going to see Steven Ridley on the second drive. For sure. But then whoever gets hot is going to be the guy on the field. And then when neither of them get hot and they decide, you know what, we're just going to pass the ball 60 times, which is exactly what's going to happen in this one, it'll be Jalen Samuels on the field because he's the passing down back. He caught, he, I mean, they've never had more. Will they need to throw that much against the Raiders? That's, that's what you need to ask yourself. I don't think it matters, dude. I don't think it matters. You think they're just throwing no matter what? Yes. I do. All right. And I think if, it, if they're playing with a 10 to 14 point lead at some point, they might just lean on a running back, whoever it might be. So, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. So for Jalen Samuels, you have to remember, he never carried the ball more than 12 times ever in a game in college. Never. He was like passing down, he was like, not a passing down back, he's tight end, right? Like that's why he's tight end eligible uh, in some formats. He was a tight end. He came out of college as a tight end. When Roto World wrote up a, his draft blurb, it was as a tight end, a moving tight end, but a tight end. So I don't think this guy is going to run the ball. If you think you're getting 15 carries of Jalen Samuels on Sunday, you're out of your mind. Yeah, that's probably not true. But can you get 10 to 12 carries and five receptions? That could definitely be a thing. I don't know. You're getting... Yes, fine. For sure. Because you're looking, for the, you're looking sure. for the receptions out of him. And as I mentioned, the two games where James Conner left, Jalen Samuels caught a touchdown in both of those games. So we know that the Steelers are not shy about throwing the football to their running backs. Steven Ridley, like, come on. I don't, they promoted Trey Edmonds as well on this team. Like, I, I don't know. At this point, I don't have a lot of faith in Steven Ridley. I don't know what he's going to be able to do for this team. Again, if they're just grinding down the clock in the fourth quarter and they're playing with a lead, maybe that's when Ridley is in the game. But I do agree, early on in the game, while it's competitive and you know while the uh, Steelers are just running the hurry up and they're throwing the ball a ton, it's going to be Jalen Samuel. So 
It's, a, it's format dependent, your question, Greg, when it comes to, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton mixing in with some of these uh, these waiver wire running backs who have all have ranked as a low-end RB2s as of right now. I mean, some names that, you know, it might surprise you that I have these guys ranked ahead of, um, being Justin Jackson, Jeffrey Wilson, and Jalen Samuels. I have them ranked ahead of LaShawn McCoy going up against the Jets, who just had his best game of the season. I have them going, I have them ahead of Chris Carson. And that might surprise people, but he's going up against the Vikings, who have been very stout against the run. Look what they just did uh, against the, the Patriots. I know James Devlin, the fullback, scored two rushing touchdowns, but on the ground, they didn't allow a lot, and Chris Carson not used a ton in the pass game. Josh Adams, very tough matchup against Dallas. I know he's getting the work, not using the pass game either. Marlon Mack hasn't been – it doesn't seem like he's fully healthy going up against Houston, a tougher matchup there as well. So those are four or five names that I have that have been consistent, you know, RB2s, flex options that I have behind – the waiver wire running backs this week. Yeah, I, I, fair enough. Fair enough. Cortland Sutton, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, who I said I just picked up. Like, all right, so Emmanuel Sanders, most targeted guy in that offense uh, all season long. They traded their way to Marius Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders only sees his targets and his receptions go up. Cortland Sutton, outside of last week, hadn't done anything. Now both Marius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are gone for the rest of the way. I was all in a Jeff Hireman, or as we'd like to call him, Jeff can you take me higher, man? Out for the year. So really, the top three guys, all gone. Yep. Denver, going to have to throw to somebody. I understand they want to lean on the running game. We're going to see a lot of Philip Lindsay and potentially a lot of Royce Freeman. But they have to throw to somebody. Is it all going to be Cortland Sutton? Does Deshaun Hamilton step up? Is he inside the top 36 this week? People have been harping on Matt Lacoste, former New York Giant. Is that somebody that people will be in on this week? Can you start either of those guys, or you're just out of your mind if you do? Deshaun Hamilton or Lacoste? Yeah. I can't. Like, I agree with picking up Deshaun Hamilton, and maybe in like deeper leagues, 14, 16-team leagues or deeper you might look at it, but he's not inside my top 36. I wouldn't want to start him this first week. I want to see what happens because, remember, he was on the field last week. He wasn't targeted a single time. So whether or not he's just not on the same page with Case Keenum or, you know, you know he's still a rookie wide receiver, and he hasn't got a lot of run this year. Like, Cortland Sutton has been ahead of him all season long, and, and Cortland Sutton has been on the field a lot this year, and he's already starting to learn from his mistakes, and, and he's starting to do things better. We just saw... And I don't know if, if, if this was a game plan dependent thing that they did last week, but they were already starting to move in the direction of Cortland Sutton, who's coming off a career game from last week where, you know, he had seven targets, four receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. I've already went over the matchup against the 49ers, which is a very good one. So I do agree with in deeper leagues or if you play in a 12-team league and you have deeper bench spots in your standard 12-team league, which is five bench spots, I'm probably not adding Deshaun Hamilton. But if you have more bench spots or if you had a, a dead roster spot, I do think it's worth it there in deeper leagues just to see what happens because Case Keenum has had a rapport with Sanders in the slot this year, and I do expect Deshaun Hamilton to take on that role. Even going back to last year when Case Keenum was on the Vikings, whoever was playing the slot because they mixed it up with Diggs and Thielen last year, that was typically the guy that Case Keenum was targeting. So I do have some interest, but it's more so in deeper leagues, Greg. Yeah, so I think that Deshaun Hamilton, as I just said, uh, in my league... You're not going to put him in your lineup, right? No, 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 no. Especially in the playoffs. I dropped the Cleveland Browns defense for him because I don't need them anymore. Yep. Those, I was one of those teams that were stashing a couple of defenses for the playoffs. We spoke about that on yesterday's program. Um, so I picked up Deshaun Hamilton, so he sits there on the bench. I also picked up Matt Lacoste because why not my tight ends, Cameron Brait. You know, I, I like Brait, certainly this matchup. I'm playing Cameron Brait. But if all of a sudden Case Keenum decides to rely on Matt Lacoste, 
I figured, why not? Yeah, and we got it wrong last week, too, because I actually started Matt Lacoste in a league, the Scott's Fishbowl, where it's a tight end premium. You get, you get like, double the points for tight ends, basically. So I started him, and he gave a donut. He was not good, but he was on the field a lot, uh, just about 80% of the snaps last week for Matt Lacoste, but he did nothing. So, again, they had to throw the ball to somebody. Um, like, if you're in a league like Greg, where, you know, you don't have a great tight end and you just want to take a stab and have him on your bench, I just can't feel comfortable putting either Lacoste or Deshaun Hamilton in my lineup right away. Cortland Sutton, on the other hand, with the matchup here and the fact that you know he he's kind of trending in the right direction, coming off a career game last week, I feel much strong, much more strong, much more strongly. What would that be? Much more strong? Much stronger? Much stronger? Yeah. That's how I feel about Cortland Sutton. Fair enough. You feel much stronger. <laughs> we got about five minutes before the break. Right? Yeah. Do you want to just jump into like Thursday night football? Do you want to like hit a quarterback um... and tie it into my rankings or something? Or no, I don't. I, I, either <laughs> I mean, there's really not like, much to talk like, like, about for the, the game tonight I'll, either. I'll, I'll, I'll From a fantasy perspective, start Leonard Fournette, start the defenses. Right. I'll, I'll, I think it kind of ends there, I'll to hit be on, honest. I'll, I'll hit on Thursday. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I have a league where I have to start Corey Davis tonight, and I don't feel great about it at all. He's barely inside my top 36, but the targets have been there for him. It's just in this league that I'm in, it's three wide receivers, two running backs, and two flex. There's just not a lot of guys on the free agency, so I have no choice but to get Corey Davis in my lineup. If you, can, if you can go in a different direction, you know, a lot of people have asked us about Zay Jones and uh, Dante Pettis. I have Dante Pettis inside my top 30, Greg. I might be crazy, but I just think that he's in a good spot going up against Denver, and the Broncos just lost their slot corner, Chris Harris. Dante Pettis has been playing the slot the past couple of weeks, and he has just popped off the screen. You might think I'm crazy, Greg, and I tweeted this out last night, and I would love for you to watch him because you've watched Odell Beckham since he came into the league. Yeah. I watched, I rewatched the highlights from Dante Pettis last night. He reminds me a little bit of rookie Odell Beckham. I'm not, he's not the same guy, and I'm not saying like he's gonna take off and be this next star wide receiver. But the way that he took that slot and just kind of like ran through everybody to the house for a 75 yard touchdown, it reminded me a lot of a young Odell Beckham. And they also have stupid hair. They both have stupid hair. Not that like I could talk because, you know, I have a bunch of hair product. You listen to the frenzy, they talk about how much hair product I have in my hair. But Dante Pettis, if you ever see, like, his hair popping out of the back of his helmet, he has, like, blue particles in it. He has, like, red particles. And it's, like, he's got, like, the ramen noodle, like, blonde hair thing going on, like Odell Beckham. I don't know. Maybe he looks up to Odell Beckham. I don't know. I have to look more into this. But uh, definitely both have weird hair, for sure. <laughs> Greg just kind of heard, like, the, the wrap-up of, of, you know, me talking to myself here. And he's like... Oh, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about Dante Pettis and Odell Beckham's hair. No, I, I got the, the comparison, like the, the, the speed, and then you just get to the hair. I was like, where did this go? Yeah, but there are a lot of comparisons, even down to physical attributes, including their hair. All right. I'm t- telling you. Look at his hair. It's weird. I've seen his hair. All right, what do you think? It's weird. <laughs> anyway, tonight, as we said, Leonard Ford. Can we frost your tips, Greggy? No, you know what? I never did that when it was very You know what? Everyone was doing that. Were you that was, for that? Or you no, know? I, I almost did it once, so I guess I was kind of like on the, on the back end, on the end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely more so like your age group yes. thing mm-hmm. because you're kind of like my sister's age and sure. you know guys that she was talking to around that time. Yeah, yeah. like the frosted everybody tips. Everybody the frosted like, tips. Yeah, yeah. Backstreet, you're a big Backstreet Boy fan, so right. obviously I could have seen that happening. Sure. Very surprised you never did. Yeah, Bavo- there it is. Bavona. Bavona had frosted tips 1, for sure. Same age as you too. He's right. like 50 years old. I can too. probably old. get pictures of me in frosted tips. Absolutely. Please, please, please don't. Oh. What do you got? Oh. What do you got here, Greg? Oh, if it's something political, you know, I'm just going to close the curtains here. If you're watching political stuff, Greg, oh, no, that's not political. Well, it's kind of political. No, dude, no. What is this? Is this? 
I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it's not political. Is it? Is it the the Bush funeral? I think it's a famous chef that's outside. She's a, well, I thought you were watching the TV. No, because you always randomly butt in she and be just, like, "Oh, something political is happening just, on the TV." She just walked in, and I'm almost positive Who that care is, about is, politics. It, I, I didn't mention politics. <laughs> I think this is a famous chef. Yeah. Uh, or it's a famous actress. I get You're at Versa. They cleared so, out the whole spot, and I'm so trying to figure I, out what's going so on. So I get them very confused. I'm going to show them to you. And I'm you like, oh, they, uh, they're, you setting let, up, you know, they're setting up for the BFF. So, I, don't, big so I never know if it's this person or this actress. I always get them confused. I think that's one of them. I'm going to have to ask now. Well, you know, you are more so into, like, the, the baking, the uh, cooking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, so she's I a baker. Not, so. I'm going to show you. The, oh, man, she walked away now. She's with Eric, who works here. I think it's this I think All it's right, her. get her in studio. I think that's her. Sure, maybe. That doesn't matter. Thursday night football. Yeah, anyway. What do you got? Starting Leonard Fournette, not starting anybody else in Jacksonville, certainly. And when it comes to the Titans, I don't want to start either running back. And Corey Davis will catch a touchdown tonight. Yes. Say yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fickle. 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 Take a break. Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries joins the program next. Stick around. More from your fantasy best friends forever. Coming your way next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Why why am I in this camera shot? Hey. They come the at Snape of I'm the lyrical gangster Big up the crew in the area Back with you, fantasy best friends forever. <laughs> fantasy sports radio. Shout out to the guy, Justin Bruni. He gave us that. Uh, that's one of his guilty pleasure songs. All right, there you go. It is. We really. I, I was talking to Frank, and Frank had all these requests of songs that he wanted. Um, my whole phone, my whole playlist, my life is a guilty pleasure. Correct. Like every song, I was he's like, "Oh, I want this song." I'm like, dude, Sorry. you don't. You, you like that song? That's why it's on there. It's not a guilty pleasure that you're like secretly like. You outwardly love it. I do. It's. I, I will not deny that. When I'm trying to find out a place to go at night, like if I, if I want to go out drinking and dancing with my fiance, we actively try to find like 80s and 90s music. I'm not going to deny that. 100%. 100%, Greg. Just try it sometime instead of watching the baking championships. Well, it's the final four. <laughs> well, it's the final four. Right, we're up to the, oh, the final four. It's the first time that all, all, every player has a baker left, actually. It's very exciting. I don't know what that means. You do because the baker gets eliminated every week. You pick it, you draft bakers, and then they, oh, oh, all right. We each have one. You mean left. a fantasy owner? Yeah. Oh god. We have Doctor Ray. Yeah, we have, we have Doctor. I'm here. Doctor <laughs> Ray. Doctor Ray is here in the background. We're talking about guilty pleasure songs, dancing around and stuff. Doc, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but uh, do you have a, gu- a guilty pleasure song? I do not have a guilty pleasure song, um, but I don't you know you. that that last song. Um, What's the name of that song? That's got to be a guilty pleasure song. It's like it's Frank's it's, pleasure. It's not guilty. It's pleasurable. <laughs> I just Dr. love a. the term lyrical gangster. It's that's, called that's, 
The Hot Stepper by Inny Kamozi. Uh, the Hot Stepper. Ah, uh, the Hot Stepper. <laughs> How you doing, Doc? You well? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, New York weather in Atlanta, so um, really? you know we're all good down here. New York weather and it's probably like 50 instead of like the 30 yeah, like, years. Oh, we don't have our 80 degree weather. What do we do, Doctor A and ATL? 27 degrees. Oh my god, that is actually cold. colder there than it is here. It is cold for you. Guys. And uh, we had some flurries, which freaked everybody out here. You know, so I think everyone called in sick. <laughs> Except the doctor. And now we know why Dr. A is back and Virginia's not here today. Because Virginia's like, I'm not going in this cold weather. I love it. I, yeah, nah. Well, someone also doesn't have to play in cold weather uh, is, this, is the Los Angeles Chargers, and in particular, Melvin Gordon. And that's the biggest question that we have gotten during playoff week is what's the status of Melvin Gordon? Uh, we talked about him last week on this show with you guys. And again, it's just the most important and most popular question. Uh, Frank has said from the beginning he expects him back week 15. There are a couple of rumors that he could come back week 14. It's a fantasy playoff, Doc. Will fantasy owners have Melvin Gordon in their lineups this Sunday? Uh, they shouldn't. Um, so it's it's a guy to avoid. Um, we have week 16, not 15 or 14. you got to remember, this is a guy that's had a history of knee injuries. Uh, for running backs, um, the MCL is a very, very important ligament. It, it produces stability on, you know, sort of a lateral motion. And, uh, you know, grade two MCL sprain is not a little tweak. This is a this is a pretty significant sprain of the MCL. This is a four-week recovery time. Now, of course, it's getting closer to the playoffs, and you know uh, they're going to try to do everything they possibly can to give him, get him pain-free, and get him back in. However, the ligament is the ligament, and if it's if if he tweaks it while if he comes back and it's still recovering, and he tweaks it again, it could go from a grade two a grade three very easily, and then his season's over basically. So, our our sort of um, um, recommendation here is that he does not come back until week 16. If he does, right now he's at 48% by Sunday, probably not going to get above 52, 53%. So there you go. I mean, he's not even going to be at 60% if he takes the field and he's going to remain at high injury risk. Before this, he was at elevated 19% injury risk. So, you know, this is a guy that we have been sort of warning about um, quite a bit. Um, and now we really have got the flashers on and saying, everyone put the brakes on Melvin Gordon, even if he starts and he comes and plays this game. Doc, I want to ask you about on Johnson here. Uh, we haven't seen him the past couple of weeks. I, I know he hasn't been on the practice field either. either. I, I don't think we're expecting him uh, this week either. We expect him to be back at any point this season. Is that smart? Because I know like the Lions are, I guess they're not mathematically eliminated, but once they are, I don't really see um, why they would rush Carryon Johnson back. I mean, he's a rookie running back, and they, they need him healthy for, obviously, years to come. Uh, do we see Carryon Johnson again this year? Yeah, so again, running back with a knee, it has a uh, knee sprain. So again, we have predicted that this is a grade two MCL basically. And so it's almost the identical injury that Melvin Gordon has, which is a four week recovery time from week 11. So really week 15 is kind of where we're seeing it. He's a little bit higher than Melvin Gordon right now at 56%. So if he does wait and heal till week 15, he'll probably be back up to 75 to 80%. And he's only at 12% injury risk and that'll drop down to below, you know, to basically low injury risk. So what we're predicting is that by week 15, he he should be back to low and at least above average to peak health. So, you know, week 15 is kind of the targeted projection right now. 
Doc, I want to just follow up on Melvin Gordon for a moment. We had some technical difficulties, and a lot of people that are watching us uh, on YouTube uh, wanted to hear your response again. Uh, what's going on with Melvin Gordon? Uh, should he, can he play this weekend? Should he be play, and will fantasy owners have him on Sunday? Yeah, so basically what I said is this is a guy that's got a, a long history of knee injuries, and this is a grade 2 MCL sprain, um, and it's super important uh, that he does not re-injure this. Our pro- targeted projection to when he comes back is week 16. If he comes back this week, this is a super, super high risk for a fantasy player. He's right now at 48%, does not look to get back up to around fi- uh, right around no more than 40, 53 to 54% at game time, and so he's got to rest this week. If he does play, this is a very, very, um, you know, dangerous situation. And he's at 27 percent injury risk at this point. All right. There you go. That's the Melvin Gordon update from Dr. A. Inside injuries. You check him out. Uh, he's been helping us out all season long. And uh, there you go. That's your Melvin Gordon update. Uh, Frank, you just followed it up with Carryon Johnson. If you missed it, you can rewind that because we got the Carryon Johnson uh, on here on our YouTube stream. Um, let me follow up Carryon Johnson with James Conner because the biggest pickup here, Doc, this week has been Jalen Samuels. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell not playing this year for Pittsburgh. James Conner, the backup, he is out with what certainly looked like to us a severe ankle sprain. They called it a contusion the first day. Followed that up with, well, maybe it's not a contusion. Maybe it's a sprain. It looks to me like a high ankle sprain. And we know that's not a one-week injury. That's a multi-week injury. Are you seeing the same thing when it comes to Connor, or is it less severe? Yeah, so based on all of our sources and what we've been able to aggregate, it looks like uh, our algorithm is saying it's a grade two high ankle sprain. And so that is a minimum four-week recovery time, especially a guy that's got, you know, um, I believe he had a concussion this year, right, guys? Like he had a concussion earlier. He is injury prone, right. And so he's got that psychological recovery on that as well as the high ankle sprain. All of this points to the fact that we are not, Saying we were predicting that he should come back, unfortunately, week 17. Right now, he's at 39%. You know, he's out for week 14. Great. That's great. You know, that's good. It's a good decision, you know, by the Steelers. However, he needs to stay out week 15 and week 16. Even if he's showing improvement, this high ankle sprain is so recurrent, and the Steelers have, you know, obviously are going to go into the playoffs. It's very, very important if they can get by without him and get him back on for week 17. So that's the answer, really, for James Conner. Greg, that's huge. Yeah. Dr. A saying that yep. Conner shouldn't return before week 17. And what I think supports that this could be a multi-week absence, Greg, is the fact that they ruled him out right away. And I, and I spoke about that. Normally, we don't see you know, running backs ruled out right away on a Tuesday. They'll, you know, they'll try to take the practice field, see what happens throughout the week. And then Friday is usually the big day where we get a lot of news. The fact that it came out on Tuesday right away that James Conner is not going to play. I'm with you, Doc. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a multi-week injury. So for those who picked up Jalen Samuels or Steven Ridley, uh, that could be a, a player that helps you not just this week, but if you advance in your fantasy playoffs, they could help you next week as well. The other running back that was ruled out on Tuesday early on in the week was Matt Breida. And he's kind of been a thorn in the side of fantasy owners this year because there have been weeks where he doesn't practice at all. Friday, he'll randomly get into limited practice, and then he'll be extremely questionable, not likely to play and then end up playing anyway. He's already out. We know that. So is Matt Breida kind of on the same plane as James Conner? Is this more of a multi-week absence for Matt Breida? Because obviously that would help the owners who picked up Jeff Wilson. 
Yeah, the owners that picked up Jeff Wilson made the right move. Uh, Matt Breida, um, you know, this is not a knee, but it's an ankle. And that's this, that's equally as important for a running back. It's ankle and knees for running back, ankle and knees, lateral movement. You need that type of stability to be able to cut left and right in, in a lateral motion. And so, um, you know, this Matt Breida has a long history of ankle problems. I mean, starting in early October, even the previous season, I mean, he aggravated the injury before week 13, the, the week, you know, before the week 13 game. And then lo and behold, even though we're screaming at the top of our voices, don't play, don't play, don't play, but he re-injured it, you know? And so he's out for week 14. We are looking at four weeks as well, week 17. Um, so the guys that picked up the other running back, um, it was a very, very good move from a fantasy perspective. He's at 38% right now. So he needs the full four weeks to get back to week 17 to at least get back into 75, 80% territory, which would then be much better. But guys, he's still going to be at high injury risk. He will play out the rest of the season, even if he comes back at, you know, week 17 at uh, high injury risk until next season. So again, 49ers are not, you know, really in the playoffs. And so I don't know if, uh, you know, Matt Breida owner should really just maybe put him to rest for the rest of the season. Yeah, so so Matt Breida, as Frankie said, like he's had these ankle injuries, and you're right, he shouldn't play. We've said that over and over and over again with Matt Breida, and he's out there. He, he's proven to be a, a warrior out there, and fantasy owners get frustrated because when you do leave him on the bench, which is the right call, he performs well. So it's so, so hard when he's And active. we started him this week, and it, it turns out that he re-aggravated this ankle injury in pregame warm-ups, but nobody knows that until exactly. the game starts, and exactly. he's barely getting any work, so... It's just it's been a very messy situation for Matt Breida. While the numbers are there, most of the time when he was putting up those numbers, he was on your bench. 100%. And it's very, very tough. Uh, going back to it, by the way, I'm pretty happy I didn't trade for Matt Breida in that trade, in uh, my trade deadline. I'm happy I didn't trade for Tyler Boyd, without, now without A.J. Green and without Andy Dalton, mm -hmm. uh, keeping was, he was Robert Woods Robert and Josh Woods Adams. And Josh Adams. All right. I mean, I feel good about still it. Still not terrible, but yeah, I, I think you're still on the right side of that. Yeah, I, I feel I, I feel good about that. We're talking to Doctor Ray here um, from Inside Injuries, and Doc, we asked about Joe Flacco last week. I think it's important to do it again, where he's coming back from this hip injury, and certainly the Ravens are taking their time because they're three and out with Lamar Jackson as the starting quarterback in Baltimore. And while he continues to ramp up practice, there's no sign that he's going to play this weekend. I don't know if it's because he's not healthy or it's because the Ravens don't want him to be healthy. <laughs> well. He is healthy. And so from a medical standpoint, he's at 7% injury risk and 90%. He's at 90% right now. That's what our algorithm is saying. Uh, and, you know, so this is, he was, you know, so, but this is a perfect case. Is this is nothing to do with any type of injury concern uh, for Joe Flacco. He is not starting because Lamar Jackson is doing very well and they're undefeated with him in the lineup. That's, it's not medical. This, he is back to peak health. I wonder if the Ravens will make him the active backup. Yeah, and I, I, you know, shout out to Jim Day, Fantasy Taz. I've heard him talk about this on the frenzy where there is some volatility with Lamar Jackson this week because say the Ravens fall behind to the Kansas City Chiefs and they need a game one more so on the arm of a quarterback. Do they just go to Joe Flacco because he's the better passer of the two or that's what we expect that he's the better passer of the two? It's a very interesting situation. I still have Lamar Jackson ranked as my 13th quarterback this week, uh, but... There is some, uh, there are some question marks there when it comes to him against the Chiefs this week. Dr. Ray, I wanted to ask you about a player who will not be playing anymore this season, but for those who have him in keeper or dynasty leagues, 
Uh, he was performing very well. He was wide receiver 15 on the season. That was Emmanuel Sanders. He tore his Achilles yesterday. We've seen some players return from this, most notably, you know, Steve Smith returned from this later on in his career, and he was actually still, you know, fantasy relevant uh, for, uh, for fantasy owners. And then uh, we know that Deonta Foreman is a player who's still trying to come back from this injury. So given the age and, and kind of where Emmanuel Sanders is at in his career, can we expect a full recovery? Does he play next year, or is it more so he sits out all of next year and then we don't see him again until, I guess that would be 2020? Yeah, I mean, a complete full thickness tear of the kids. And like this is, you know, there's it's so, it's so, there's so many things that go into whether he can actually be um, efficient on the field next year. Um, a lot of times it's exactly how the Achilles tendon looks. If it's completely torn off the bone or is there like a large partial tear? And, you know, it's it just there's a lot of things in terms of what goes into the surgery. The surgery here is so important. How much of the original tendon remains and how much can they salvage and then do they have to actually graft it by using, you know, uh, some other part of a tendon in his body and try to reconstruct it? All of that is will be the most important thing for him to come. But right now, it looks like um, on our uh, our algorithm always states that it's between 30 to 36 weeks to recover from a full thickness Achilles tendon tear for a wide receiver in the NFL. So just by that alone, you you know, he's got um, eight to nine months, essentially, of recovery. Then he's got rehab after that. So we're talking about at least 10, 11 months from this point. So next season, you know, he may miss a significant part of next season. Also, this is one of the most the one of the worst uh, injuries to try to come back from, you know, performance wise, he's probably not going to be the same. He'll probably experience at least a 20 to 25 percent decline. If he was really young, then it would be a different story. But because of his age and his wear and tear, this there, this is always like one of those things of, you know, is this the end to Manuel Sanders career? Not because of his choosing. He's probably going to try to come back, but just the writing may be on the wall after the surgery when he goes to rehab and then starts to get on the field again. It will really be determined at that sense. By the way, just to let you guys know, on the app, um, under Emmanuel Sanders, he had multiple, multiple ankle, ankle, ankle injuries over the last 12 years. So we had him on Achilles tendon alert, basically, because that when you guys that have multiple ankle injuries on if you look at our app and you look at all these ankle injuries, then you have to then you you have to be wary that he's going to tear his Achilles tendon at some point, you know, and then he did that. It's, it's actually a medical fact, orthopedic literature fact that guys that really put a lot of injury into their ankle, the Achilles tendon always gets injured minor or a, a little bit more you know, throughout every injury. And then it gets weakened and weakened and weakened, and then it completely tears. Brutal news on Emmanuel Sanders. And it's interesting, Frankie, um, because you talk about a younger player being able to kind of bounce back a little mm -hmm. bit a little bit quicker and a little bit better. Dante Foreman tore his Achilles earlier in the year last year, a little bit earlier in the year. Still not back. And just activated this week to bring him back. It's week 14 of the NFL season, almost a full year. I don't, I don't think we see Sanders next year either. I don't know, man. And I mentioned Steve Smith as a player who overcame the torn Achilles. He was rare. He was rare. He's a different wide receiver than Emmanuel Sanders. Like, Emmanuel Sanders is a guy who uh, relies more so on his explosion, a guy that gets down the field. Steve Smith, obviously, always, you know, a very tough wide receiver, a guy who depended on his hands and his route running. 
Uh, so there are different wide receivers. It'll be interesting to see uh, how Emmanuel Sanders bounces back. All, all, yeah, also as wide receivers, it affects hamstrings and Achilles tendon. The wide receivers, are they get significantly impacted by that. It'll be a different case if it was a running back or a tight end or something like that. I mean, uh, when you need that explosive force, like you said, that's the Achilles tendon. That's the hamstring. Those These are the things that bounce off the line of scrimmage, and that affects the wide receivers the most. All right, there you go. Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries. We appreciate the time. As always, Doc, good luck this weekend, uh, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Awesome. Thank you very, very much, Doc. When we come back, let's take your calls at 844-843-6879. Let's light those phone lines up. Us and you start sick questions. Frankie's quarterback and tight end rankings, they come your way next. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Come on, come on, come on, two of hearts, two hearts that beat us, one of hearts, I need you, I need you, two of hearts, two hearts that beat us, one of hearts, come on, come on, there's a lot of people in the chat who, uh, all those try hearts, call us go hearts, be myself, why, that's what it comes down to, I like music like this, I like to sing, I like to dance to this kind of music, I'm not trying hard, I need myself. Do you know, you know, I got the gun. Frank's got the guns, man. Frank's got the guns. This is go to 80s move. Shoot him again. Shoot up. Love that movie. That's, that's a movie, eh? Great movie. That's a movie. I no, Greg. I'll have you know this. I did not watch that movie from beginning to end until this year. That's crazy. I've always, I've always seen what, like clips and What about movies. Billy Madison? I've seen Billy Madison plenty so, of times. So do you realize that whenever our IT guy, whenever Carl walks in, I'm doing a Billy Madison impression? You realize that, right? What do you do? Carl! A pleasure to see you, Carl! <laughs> it's when Carl walks in. I don't on, remember that. So it's when, I, mean, I have a terrible memory. But. Yeah, it's when he walks in, <laughs> Carl walks in on him and uh, Veronica Vaughn about to hook up, about to kiss, and Carl walks in. <laughs> so I, always, I gotta rewatch it. It's been a while. So I always, whenever Carl walks in, I always scream, Carl! That's my thing. Dude, Adam Sandler has made so many great movies. And bad movies. And bad movies. A lot of yeah, bad movies. Yeah, there are a movies. lot of, like... Athletes and wrestlers and guys that just like don't know when to stop what they're doing. Yeah, Adam Sandler, man. Like the past couple like Netflix movies and like I haven't watched any of his Netflix. It's like stuff. straight to I don't know what, what do you call it now? Straight to TV. Straight to straight to. It's not like straight to VHS. Or no, no, no. I guess straight it's, to DVD. Straight to Netflix, really. It's straight, straight to Netflix, straight to Netflix right? Straight yeah. to Netflix movies. Yeah, not great. Straight to video on demand is really what it's called. I think. Uh, by the way, you may or may not have real, reached the fantasy playoffs, but either way. You still have BetDSI. That's where you can capitalize on all the on-field action with user-friendly mobile sites, web interfaces, and the fast- fastest payouts in the industry. From the upcoming college football bowl games to the next big soccer match, they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can ever you can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge and utilize live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. Utilize your DFS skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. There are so many ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY18 when signing up and get a 100% deposit bonus 
when you, that will be matched when you sign up. Go to dailyrotor.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your Vet DSI username, and we will give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. That's access to all sports tools and optimizers. Head on over and open the account at FNTSI today to win on so many levels. That's promo code is FNTSY18 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free of DailyRoto.com. FNTSI.com. The promo code is FNTSY18. Frank, remind me, I have to ask you to do something after the show. I'll remind you, Greg. I appreciate that. Let me remind you that we're taking your telephone calls right now at 844-843-6879. And let's begin with a friend of the program, shall we? A friend. Let's begin. Is it Mike in California? With Constantine in New York. What's up, <laughs> Constantine? Constantine, what's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Doing well. What's up? Uh, Frank, I checked out your rankings. You have uh, Sonny Michelle pretty high. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm in I'm in on Sony Michelle. It's just I've been streaming running backs against the Dolphins all season long. I think it's a, I think it's a great matchup. Obviously, it depends on uh, you know whether you play in PPR. That might change things a little bit. But uh, what do you got regarding Sony Michelle? All right, can I give you? Uh, should I just give you my flex? Because that's really what you know. Sure. Yeah, let's my go. dilemma is. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's PPR. I got two flex spots, and I have about I'd say four players that I'm undecisive about. I have Joe Mixon, Sonny Michelle, Josh Gordon, Tyler Boyd. I also have Giovanni Bernard, just in case that Joe Mixon doesn't play this weekend. I feel very good about Sonny Michelle out of that crew, by the way. Yeah, I know. He's not going to catch passes in PPR, but I think he scores a touchdown this week. I, I think it's a lock. I think the Patriots are playing with a lead in this game. The last time they faced uh, the Miami Dolphins, Sonny Michelle actually had a huge game in that one, as did James White. So I like Sonny Michelle in this spot. I would go Sonny Michelle and Joe Mixon. I know. Mixon has been a little bit banged up, but he did return to practice either today or yesterday. I believe it was today. Uh, so Joe Mixon and Sony Michelle. Uh, I know Joe Mixon hasn't necessarily been getting the carries, but the, the 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 overall total yards have been there. He's been like up over ninety total yards. It seems like three weeks in a row now. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna bench Josh Gordon. I'm gonna bench Tyler Boyd. I know PPR normally we want to lean on the the wide receivers, but um, I like the running backs this week. All right, thank you on that. Mixon, Michelle, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I'm with Josh Gordon, Tyler yeah, Boyd. I'm with you. I like the running back. I'm with you. All right. 100%. Making sure. 844-843-6879. Uh, let's go to another friend of the program. Mike in California. Steven in Massachusetts. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's up, guys? I realize you, 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 you went from calling the BFFs a lot. You've been on the frenzy quite often this week, Steve. Oh, yeah, Steve. We don't like that. We don't like that, Steve. No, the feud's over. The feud's over. The feud's over. I, I I I have to show some love to Corey, but but uh, I show I have to show you guys some love too. You know you, you know what I mean. Uh, I I called I call you guys uh, first. That's how that's how I ended up uh, following the frenzy. So I got I got to show you guys some love. That's right, you do. Yeah. Appreciate that. Steve's uh, Steve's one of the OGs. He's been calling in with baseball questions since uh, I don't know. It seems like March or April. Yeah. What do you got? What I do you have, got this I week, have Steve? A few que- uh, so I have a few questions. Uh, one of them, it's it's like well, I'm kind of a little bit worried about Cam Newton. I was just wondering, like, if he can't go, uh, who's somebody that that I can keep an eye on? Because it's kind of like Slim Pickens in the twelve team league. Like, it's like Josh Allen, Sam Donald, uh, Matthew Stafford. Like, is there anybody that that I could like try to like I should try to watch on in case if he can't play? 
Well, Josh Allen definitely is the guy that I have ranked highest. Sure, Out of sure. all the players that you mentioned, I have him as my 15th ranked quarterback this week. I actually have him ranked higher than Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins. I just don't really like the spots that those guys are in. And he's rushed for, you know, 230 yards the past two weeks. And the Jets' defense, they haven't been great the last time they faced the Bills. Uh, they actually got torched by Matt Barkley. Now it's Josh Allen coming in. I, w- I would say this. Don't worry about Cam Newton. I know he's dealing with, like, this shoulder thing right now, but... Uh, the Panthers are in a must-win situation. They are 6-6. Six and six. They are fighting for their playoff lives, and they travel to Cleveland, which is not a terrible matchup for quarterbacks. So I think Cam Newton will be fine to go, and if he's healthy, I'm putting him in my lineup. But if you want to have the backup just in case, Josh Allen's your guy. I agree entirely right. with Frank. Two days in a row, Frank. We've got to find something that and, we disagree and, on. Well, I have another question for you guys if you have time. What's uh, up? What's up? I have, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the Houston Texans defense. Are you guys comfortable with that against Indianapolis? Or, or uh, should I stream like maybe like the the Giants against the Redskins or like something like that? Because a lot of the guys, they have like the uh, Broncos defense, like Detroit, and even Buffalo's defense. So it's not really that much I can try grabbing. Yeah, so I think I, the Giants are a fine option. I, I, I respect that. Giants are a fine option. You should give the Giants is, over the Texans, though. That's what this I, was about, is, I was about to say. This is the this. Bears' dilemma, too, Greggy. It, it's not. Because the Rams, the Colts aren't the best offense in the NFL. They're very good. They're not the best offense in the NFL. They did just get shut they got out. Yeah, shut out. The Rams are not, never getting shut out. I'm starting the Houston Texans. I'm defense. with you. I'm sticking with the Texans. All right, let's go out to UCF right. and talk to Danny. What's up, Danny? Hey, what's going on, guys? How much, man? What's going on? I have a question. So um, it's a full PPR, and I need uh, two spots. So I got Ingram, Sony, uh, where? And then and Sutton. Mm. All right, so for full PPR, we just spoke about Sony Michelle. Um, he's, oh, I'm he's, sorry. I'm sorry. I got to add in there Eckler. I'm sorry. Eckler as well. Eckler okay. as well. So, and, and how many did you think you to start? He needs two. Two? So Sony, two. Sony Michelle is inside my top 12 in standard. He gets lowered a little bit. He's more of a high-end RB2 in PPR, Greg, but I still do love the spot. Uh, Spencer Ware... I'm I'm gonna push him down this list actually. I think it's I think it comes down between uh, Mark Ingram and Austin Eckler. Yeah, I'm I'm scared about this matchup, man. But then Mark Ingram, you look at it where it's a solid matchup. It's a, it's more than solid. It's a pretty damn good matchup against the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's but a great matchup. The thing is, what what do you expect from Mark Ingram? Like he's very boomer bust. He has these games where he could go off for two touchdowns. Those are games where they're playing with big leads, and he's kind of like the grinded out guy for the New Orleans Saints. But like, what do we expect between the Saints and the Bucks this week? The Bucks have been playing some good ball. The defense has played better as of late. Drew Brees has this home road split thing, too, that I tweeted about earlier on in the week, Drink, um, where he's been much better at home than he has been on the road this season. So, I don't know. I, th- I, think, this, uh, I think this Saints and Bucks game is going to be a little bit more competitive. Just looking at the way I have it ranked right now, I would, I would have Sony Michelle and Mark Ingram in the lineup. I understand wanting to get Austin Eckler in there against Cincinnati, which is a great matchup. But you see the report yesterday, and this is how things can change. People ask us lineup questions on, like, Tuesday and Wednesday. But then we get the report yesterday that Anthony Lynn comes out and says, Austin Eckler is, quote, wearing down because he's been used on special teams all season long. And they're not going to go away from that. They like using him and what he, the value that he adds to the team on special teams. So he's going to continue to play there. So how much work is he actually getting on the ground and in the pass game? That's why I've more so boosted Justin Jackson up this week. He's, he's one of the players that I'm higher on. I wrote about at rotoexperts.com. But out of those two, Greg, I'm going Sony Michelle and Mark Ingram. For me, Sony Michelle is the one it's that... It's close, though. They're all in that RB2 range. Sony Michelle is the, person I, the player that I immediately put in. Um, I like Sony Michelle. He's in there. I agree. After that, 
I think so. The thing with Spencer Ware is the matchup is brutal uh, against Baltimore. I don't want to do that. I agree with you there. I'm going to lean the running back, so I'll knock Court and Sutton out. So for me, it comes down to Austin Eckler and Ingram also. Um, theoretically, Ingram's on the wrong side of the platoon. Eckler's on the right side of the platoon, especially in the PPR. That's what we think. But that's what we think. And are you going to get scared off by Anthony Lynn? It's fair. Justin, and Justin Jackson, not only that, Justin Jackson outplayed him last week by every measure you could possibly think of. But then again, Mark Ingram, like, he may not even get the red zone touch. It's so hard. I like so that you're just, like, doing devil's advocate, but it's That's good. I'm trying to break it down. Do because yeah. you show both the positives and the negatives for all the players involved here. And that's why ultimately, like, we will give you our advice. But what we say is if you have a gut feeling or if gonna, you feel differently, I then think, go with what your gut is telling you. But I ultimately, think, that's why we like to lay it out. Here's the my, positives. My gut. Here's the negatives of these players. Mark Ingram is in a. If you're just talking about matchup, Eckler and Ingram have the best matchup. Correct. Here, but you look at the better offense overall is Mark Ingram. I know the usage has been a little bit inconsistent, but with the report coming out about Austin Eckler, I think that's what pushes me over the ed- edge in terms of Mark Ingram. I'm going with Austin Eckler. No, I'm going with Austin Eckler. I just want to make guys. that very clear. All right, clear. so Sony Michelle is the one that well, you're Art- putting in there, and then you'll have to decide between Ingram and... Uh, Frank was just going on one of those diet shots, so I couldn't like, tell you. Okay, okay, so you, uh, Austin Eckler or, or Ingram? So Yeah, okay. so yeah, we both say Sony Michelle, uh, and then Austin Eckler or Mark Ingram, whatever your gut tells you. Oh man! Um, oh well, I have Drew Brees and Michael Thomas on this team as well, so I don't know. Fire so up the stack, know. I, Greg. I'm going with Austin. Fire up the fire stack. Eight four four. Eight four three six eight seven nine. Uh, let's sign off YouTube Thank now. You. We're gonna take all your calls, of course. You can keep them coming in at eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Uh, we have a bunch of calls, more to get to. Let's sign off YouTube now. Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next. Chris Ventura, Corey Parson, Jim Day. They'll have you covered for the next hour or so. The feud is over, um, so please stay tuned for that. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure we you subscribe, you like, you rate us five stars, and you leave a comment. And then, of course. Also, make sure if you're listening live, you don't go anywhere uh, as we take you up to the top of the hour. Let's go to Mark in Chicago. You're up next, Mark. What's up? What's up, BFFs? What's going on, my man? Hey, I'm in a uh, two-quarterback super flex, so I don't know if I want to trust Rodgers this week. I got Cam, uh, but I could also, if I go with one QB, I could start three running backs. Um, So I got Zeke, you know, he's locked in, but I got Samuels where... Justin Jackson or Gus Bus? Mm. What what format outside of Superflex is this? PPR, half PPR? Yeah, PPR. Full PPR. Um, in two yep. court, in, in two QB leagues, I'm still playing. I'm still playing Aaron Rodgers. I have him inside my top ten this week. I think the Mike McCarthy firing is going to have a, a similar effect on the Packers that Hugh Jackson leaving the Cleveland Browns had. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of Aaron Rodgers' better games of the season. It's not like the Atlanta Falcons defense has been great against quarterbacks either. I know I've been I've been very critical of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady the past couple of weeks, but I think that Rodgers is in a pretty good spot here at home against the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm using him in the super flex, and then pretty much you need to des- uh, decide between Samuels, Ware, Justin Jackson, and who was the last one you mentioned? Gus Bus. Gus Bus, and this is a full PPR, Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this yep. one comes down to me uh, because I actually have Samuels ranked the highest out of him, Ware, and Jackson. In standard, I like Gus Bus a lot, but Samuels we know is going to get you passes. Yep. So in full PPR, does that push Samuels over the over Gus Bus this week? Yeah. So that's what we talked about yesterday. That I had Samuels ranked above. All, I think it does. I had Samuels ranked above all of those guys, and then it was Gus Bus, and that was kind of format dependent 
um, on where you wanted to do, on where you, who you wanted to play. And because of the matchup, we go back to that, where Jalen Samuels had a very good matchup against Oakland, and Gus Bus taking on Kansas City, where you're a little bit nervous. It's a good that matchup on the lost. ground. Great they match, a lot of great they match up a high yards for carry to running backs. But if they, but get, if they fall yeah, behind, yeah. what happens to Gus? He goes off the field, which is very scary. I'm, I'm saying he's here in PPR. I think I go back to Gus Boss, though. I think I go back to Gus Boss, and I said it toward the end of the show yesterday. I like the boss more in, in standard yes, and of half course, PPR of course. because he's getting 20-plus carries per game. But again, if, if they fall behind, I don't know if that happens necessarily here because the Ravens have a great defense. They just put that defense on display inside the dome against the Atlanta Falcons. I know the Chiefs are a different beast. They're amazing. They're a top-three offense in the NFL. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a more competitive back-and-forth game. Still, though, because it's PPR and we expect Jalen Samuels to not only start, which they mentioned yesterday, but to be the passing downs back, which we've referenced on this show, Greg. Yep. I'll go Samuels and PPR. All right. 844-843-6879. We do have time for another call, and it's going to be Justin in Salem. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How are you doing today? Doing great, man. Hey, man, I know you're like against it, so I'll just be real quick today. Appreciate um, it. So typically... Yeah, for sure. Typically, I just put in my best lineup. I don't worry about my opponent. Yep. But this week, I'm playing the one. I'm playing the one seed, and he's kind of loaded. He has McCaffrey. He has Thielen. He has Julio Jones. So I'm kind of trying to go for like a really boomer bust kind of lineup this okay. week. So yep. is is it okay? Am I crazy to play like a Jameis Winston over a Jared Goff? Or I, he has a tough matchup against the Bears, and I know Winston's got that pretty matchup. So is that like a crazy thing to do? I don't think it's crazy. It's not crazy at all. I don't In think fact, I have Jameis Winston ranked higher than Jared Goff this week. There you go. And we, and we just saw go. what happened last week, what Jared Goff's floor. We know what his floor is. We know what his ceiling could be. But if it's a game where they lean on Todd Gurley, we know that that's the game where you know it's going to limit the upside, the fantasy output for Jared Goff. Jameis Winston, we know that the Bucs are going to throw the football. They're, they're undoubtedly going to throw the football. I know that I mentioned I think the Saints and Bucks game is a little bit closer, but they're likely playing from behind while it's a competitive game. For most of that, I think we get a lot of passing attempts out of Jameis Winston. I know there's a little bit more volatility. We've seen him get benched at halftime multiple times this season, but I think the upside this week going up against the New Orleans Saints is better for Jameis Winston. I'm fine with it. All right, there you go. Cool. Uh, we have time for one more caller. It looks like Drew in Arkansas. You're the final call of the BFFs today. What's up, Drew? What's going on, guys? What's happening, man? Hey, I need uh, two sit stars. I got Eckler, Ware, Wilson Jr., and um, Samuels. I need two of them. There it is. It, it, this is it, man. Question. It's the same Crazy. question, and it makes um, sense. It does make sense. Uh, what format? PPR, by the way. PPR or half point? Uh, full point. Full point PPR. Full PPR here. Uh, I'm going to eliminate... Wilson, I'm going to eliminate Wilson aware. I'm going to go with Samuels and Eckler in PPR. Give me the matchups here, Greg, and the fact that we expect those guys to catch passes. I'm going to go with Samuels and Wilson. Wilson's going to be the guy on Sunday. I'll catch passes too. Right, Samuels well, Wilson. You know you me. got Samuels in there. Yeah. We both agree on Samuels. All right, the BFFs are done. Frenzy's up next. Corey, Jim Day, Chris Ventra. Fuse over. Enjoy the frenzy. Um, you know, we, we like to. We don't sleep. We're nice people. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Enjoy Thursday Night Football tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We hope. hope.